This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode 24, Date Your Spouse. Welcome back, friends. I am Becky Higgins, and with me, I haven't said this normally in such a long time. I know, right? Is my friend and my co-host, Becky Proudfit. Hey, <laughs> hello. Are you in a good mood? I am. I'm always in a good mood. Yeah. And I'm especially in a good mood because this episode is going to rule. Yeah. We're going to talk about dating your spouse. And I have to be honest, my spouse is definitely my favorite human being on the face of the planet. If you don't know this about her, then you don't know her at all. I'm a little <laughs> obsessed with my husband. And I have to tell you a cute something he did. So okay. <laughs> in our early marriage, I was he's not like a regularly romantic dude. So okay. he's not like... He, his go-to is not the normal romance things, mm-hmm. which at first kind of like I was a little weirded out by whatever. Okay. Anyway, guess what he did for me this morning? Tell me. As his act of romance for me. Okay. I had to go to an event at the kids' school really early, and I'm not feeling super good. Yeah. And I came home, and he had cleaned the whole kitchen from Ooh, our breakfast. Ooh, there you go. Loaded the dishwasher and washed That's the love. counters, because mm-hmm. he knows I have a weird thing about counters. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? That is straight up love. Nothing sexier than when your husband cleans your counters. I agree. For me. I agree. So you hear that, husbands? Go clean those counters. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. The best ideas come when you are desperate for a solution, and this week's sponsor, Date Night In, is no exception. It was created by Brian and Megan Pruitt to help them solve the problem of getting some quality dating time with two young kids. They realized that they didn't have to leave their house to have an awesome date where they could connect and strengthen their marriage, and so... Date Night In was born. You can use this as a monthly service, or you can just get yourself signed up to receive one box a month for a year. Each box has everything you need to create a meaningful and fun date night in the comfort of your own home. You receive ambiance, food recommendations, a yummy snack, and three or more activities focused on strengthening the most important relationship in your life. They also have boxes geared towards spirituality and connecting with your spouse. An average date night out costs about 100 bucks, you guys, when you factor in the sitters, activities, and food. Well, date night in is such a bargain because you have a start-to-finish date night in for only 42 bucks a month, and the shipping is free. Plus, since we know that after this episode, you will be so ready for date night in, you will obviously want to use the code BECKY15, and that will get you 15% off any subscription. You may notice that the title of this episode isn't How to Fix Your Marriage, How to Climb Out of the Depths of the Sorrows <laughs> of the Things That Are Going On. We are not marriage therapists. We are not life coaches. I know it's shocking, but it's all, true. All of the disclaimers. No, here's the deal, guys. Most of you listening who are part of this community are very likely married. Mm-hmm. And very likely you are in a marriage that is not perfect. But you are also likely not on the brinks of divorce. Right? And, I mean, if you're in a perfect marriage, do feel free to email us podcast at beckyhiggins.com and let us know <laughs> what your secret is because that would be just fantastic. Hand the information over and no one will get hurt. That's right. Well, it's the, the, my, my point, really, as I find my words here, um, is that somewhere in the spectrum, we're all hanging out in this most important relationship of marriage. And it's not easy. It's not perfect. But we're all just trying. We are trying. And so the angle that we have with this particular episode is on dating. You got married, guys. At some point, you did date. 
and to continue. You chose each other. <laughs> you sure so did. So that's a good thing. <laughs> and so to choose again and again and again to continue dating your spouse, in our opinion, is extraordinarily important and probably something that is often overlooked. And so we are here today to hopefully offer some some thoughts and insights that will help you feel, first of all, validated in your own efforts that you're already making. Mm-hmm. Go you. Yep. And also inspired to maybe try something that you hadn't before or just get you overall motivated in your marriage. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Let me tell you um, a quick experience that I had many years ago when someone near and dear to us was realizing that her marriage was in trouble and she was in, she was confiding in me a little bit about... Um, what was going on and wanted to just kind of unload and share some things. And I was just the listening ear. And she kind of stopped in all of the middle of it. And she said, Becky, let me tell you something I have noticed that you and David have always done as as long as I've known you. You have dated. Mm -hmm. You have continued dating each other. We didn't do that, she says. We didn't know that that was like that just for some reason we were prioritizing our family time and time with the kids so much more than dating each other. And so that to me, I didn't even realize that that was something that we were so good at doing. Mm -hmm. But when it took an outside person to point that out to me, that made me go, Oh, we can never lose this. Mm -hmm. We can never ever let this go. Important. And it's so easy, especially if you're in a marriage where you have kids it's like the good, better, best. It's so easy, and the obvious choice always seems to be the catering to the kids mm-hmm. and the kids' activities and the kids' schedules. And heavens knows we are in, like, the craziness with the kids' schedules. But really, the point we're trying to make is if you don't have a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. if you don't make that the top priority, that is not the best thing There are going to be side effects. Kids. There will be side effects for sure. Really, really sad ones. Okay, Becky, read this comment that we got from Jennifer. This is... Um, so recently on social media, I, I shared something about how um, David and I went on this kind of last minute hike for our date. And I posted a picture and it prompted the question because I knew we were going to be recording this. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, what's your favorite date idea or, you know, yeah. something like that. And we got a ton of response, which actually we're going to include in the show notes because we're not going to read through it all here. Um, really good stuff. But anyway, Jennifer chimed in with this comment. Okay. So Jennifer says, Date night? What's that? In seven years, we're at probably date night eight or nine. Sad. I have tried talking to my husband about needing some connection with just him. He feels that having a babysitter is a parenting cop-out and that we can connect with our daughter. Hmm. So while we were looking for ideas of what to do, I'm looking for ideas of how to approach this situation. So tricky, right? Because she's Mm -hmm. realizing, gulp, I know I should be prioritizing this. I know it's important. I feel it's important. My husband's not really on board. And she's asking, I thought, you know, we aren't life coaches. We're not therapists. But here's the insight I would give as a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. If it, My first thought is, we'll talk to him. And, yeah. and, and Jennifer would probably say, if she were sitting right here, uh, yeah, yeah, I've tried that. I've tried that. Yeah. It doesn't work. So then the thought goes a little bit deeper. And I don't know, obviously, Jennifer and I don't know her spouse and I don't know their relationship. But if I were in that situation, And I were to put on my creative thinking cap and think, okay, what would actually entice David to get on board with me if he's not already? I would create or propose to him some sort of a priority swap. I'm making this up because it's not really a thing. (laughs) But what I mean by a priority swap is to 
express in love and please don't do this when they are tired or hungry come on guys everyone knows this right this is marriage 101 (laughs) this is relationships 101 if you try to have any serious conversation when you are hungry or tired or the other person is it's not it's not gonna be you want to hear i have to interrupt because i like to interrupt apparently and also (laughs) i have to tell you the funniest story this is like a marriage do not okay um one time Taylor and I had had a fight, which we really are not super not fighters. big fighters. We yeah. bicker, but we never have huge blowups because we're bickering a lot. Anyway, <laughs> we just we have very similar communication styles, and we handle things kind of as they come. Mm-hmm. This was a rare night where we went to bed angry, Ooh. and of course he like rolled over and went straight to sleep, knowing mm-hmm. that it would be fine. Right. I laid there and like seethed in my anger, and I couldn't sleep, and so I oh, <laughs> woke boy. him up. Oh boy! And um. Like, made him wake up for reals to finish the fight, like, 3 o'clock oh in the my morning. Gosh, and no, he's like, I not. cannot wake up. And I was like, go run around the block. We have to finish this or I can't sleep. Oh, my god! Don't do that. Don't that do it. So... I don't even remember what the stupid fight was about. But <laughs> is that so lame? Are you telling me that it was resolved oh. by the time you went back to sleep? Uh-huh. Of course. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You are so high maintenance. <laughs> Seriously. Can you believe I did that? Bless Ugh. Taylor's heart. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what? You you just felt like it needed to happen that way. And you know what? You, I was being selfish you worked and it I out. wanted to sleep. That's fine. It worked out. Okay. So priority swap. If I were Jen- if I were in Jennifer's shoes and I felt that um, I needed to talk to David and explain to him, honey, this is a priority to me because you are my priority, right? So that mm-hmm. would be my language. I would help him to understand and feel that this isn't like for my fun and entertainment. Right. This is because we have the most important relationship of all the other relationships. And it's important to me because I love you. Time together is important because we connect and all of the benefits we're going to talk about in a minute. And then I would say, this is a priority to me. It would mean so much. If you go along, let's like go on a date. Mm-hmm. And also, what is a what is a priority for you? What is something that is so important to you right now, whether mm-hmm. it has anything to do with me or not? Right. If you want to go fishing and you feel like it's been months since you've gone and that is important to you and you're missing it and you're craving that alone time or that buddy right. time or whatever, tell me. Tell me your priority. And let's each allow each other to have their priority realized. Yeah. And let's support idea. each other in doing that because who doesn't benefit, right? Yeah. So now it's less of a, it comes, it comes across less nagging. Mm-hmm. Like you never take me out. Don't mm-hmm. do that. That is not the approach. Yeah. Do not That nag. rarely works. Yeah. Ever. I mean, except for three in the morning. <laughs> and yes, then it can bless your marriage, but only at three in the morning. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here are basically the the couple of main important reasons why we need to date our spouse. Again, a little bit of marriage 101 here. But at the end of the day, most of us are feeling beat up by the pressures of life. Heck to the yes. It happens. It doesn't matter what your life situation is. We all feel pressure. We all feel stress. And we are all, it's just life can be hard, right? Mm -hmm. And so when this happens, and it does happen to all of us, It can result in us not connecting very well with those that we love the most. That is why we have to remember that marriage has to be the top priority in human relationships. I say human relationships because, in my opinion, and probably yours, our individual relationship with God is actually, like, the most important. Right. But when it comes to the people who are walking this planet with you, Mm -hmm. it's your spouse. It's got to be your spouse over the kids, over your very bestest friends, over your career, over your volunteer work, over your hobbies, over that shiny whatever thing in your life that you think is so amazing, still second to your husband mm-hmm. or wife. Sorry, we've got a few guys here, I'm sure. Um, if I do say ladies, 
girls. I, we just know that, what, 95% of our listeners are probably female. So please don't feel, you know, right. outed by by my reference by to the gender. Verbiage. All right. So in terms of why this needs to be a priority in every marriage, um, it's funny because I, I texted the team and said, hey, you guys want to input anything here? And Whitney, Wendy straight away said, she's kind of, it's like kind of funny, but like so straight For up else, serious. Yeah. And she said, you don't want your spouse dating someone else. Mm-hmm. Bam. I mean, you don't. Guys, it's true. If you're not having your emotional needs met and you're not able to communicate those, like it's human nature to go look anywhere other else. ways mm-hmm. and not even I'm not saying outside of your marriage, but replacing other things to fill that void. Mm-hmm. Can I give you some input of why I think for me, why for Taylor and I, the date night is like really crucial. If we haven't been on a date night in a few weeks, I can tell the balance of our marriage is off. Mm-hmm. And because for us, one thing that is really hard for me is I am like. 1000% mom mode all day long. Totally. With all the things, controlling the schedules and cleaning and organizing. And a lot of those things that I do for Taylor sometimes can mimic the things that I'm doing for my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously laundry or just all those things like that. So if we are not having date nights, we start to get this weird dynamic of like me not being able to snap out of mom mode. Mm-hmm. And then it starts turning into this weird parent child mm-hmm. weird thing. Okay. No, I actually, I get it. Yeah. Like I totally am picturing what and you so, that looks And so like. and it's beca- it's totally like a thing that's on me. It's not like my husband's a child and is it's not like that at all. But for me, I have to snap on a mom mode and it is very very hard to do that on like a weeknight basis. Mm-hmm. I try really hard, but those date nights where we're able to take a few hours and be Becky and Taylor instead of mom and dad really just help to rebalance our that marriage. That is an absolutely that's such an important thing to remember. And along with that, when you prioritize dating your spouse and you do break away from family life and mm-hmm. parenting roles and things like that, and you connect with your spouse, I honestly goodness think that this is one of the main things that can keep you grounded in absolutely everything else in your life, mm-hmm. no matter what comes your way. And that goes right along with what you're saying. There's a grounded, centered thing mm-hmm. that happens when you are staying connected with the person that is supposed to be the most important person in your life. When it's a team Huge. effort, every single other area of your life you feel supported in. So you yes. have to keep that team strong. It's true, especially because stuff does happen. Mm-hmm. External stresses, hardships, things will happen and have already happened. Um, also, just kind of remembering why you wanted to start dating in the first place does keep the flame a burning, right? Because at one point... For most of us, that would be years ago, you fell in love yeah. and you fell and you were attracted to one another for specific reasons. Yeah. And those reasons have, for anyone married, for the most part, knows that if you're still in love, that that has evolved mm-hmm. big time. Like you love your spouse in way more and different ways than when you first fell in love and you were mostly just infatuated, right? Right. Um, but it gets re- richer and deeper and hopefully grows stronger as years go by. And that is the idea. Now, some people will be listening going, well, good for you. That didn't happen for me and our marriage mm-hmm. isn't like that. That's why we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. We're not going to fix everyone's problems overnight, and we're not even going to fix our own problems in, overnight. But if we can have this dialogue and this conversation and inspire and uplift each other to remember to prioritize your spouse mm-hmm. and to prioritize dating, I think it goes a long way. I think, too, when you're out of a dating cycle, it's very easy to start to have um, negative like chatter in your head about your marriage like mm. oh I wish we were like so and so or totally why doesn't my husband do and to be honest what like I was talking about before I used to be like why does my husband not really bring me flowers I could totally ask him to and he would but why is that not an intuitive thing for him 
And that's just not how he expresses love. Same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had to adjust my thinking. My point is, is we, and we talked about this in, um, in our marriage episode from before, but we have to be so careful about the thoughts we're allowing ourselves to have. So for instance, I talk about Taylor being like the hottest, most awesome husband ever. Do I feel that way all the time? Of course not. Like he doesn't feel that way about me all the time. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is you make the choice to like focus on the things in your spouse that you absolutely love and adore that you fell in love with, that you're falling in love with all over again, because we all have those things. My heart would be broken if Taylor determined his love for me based on things I struggled with. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? If he let that detract. And so as a spouse, when you're building each other up and like pointing out like, dude, you're awesome and you're hot. And I appreciate that you like do all these things. And going back to Jennifer, who was talking about, if I was going to approach her husband, I would say, I think it's so amazing that you are so connected with our daughter and mm. are so concerned Validation. looking out for that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you're an exceptional father. And, and I would love if you and I could connect. So what if we went out to dinner as a family and then dropped Susie off and put her to bed and then you and I head and went to a movie? Because I would love that time to connect with you as well. That is awesome. I love that because that goes back to a, it's a different take on what I was suggesting, but mm-hmm. it's still compromise. Yeah. It's let's both benefit. Your priorities. And it's not I'm right, you're wrong. Exactly. You're not meeting my needs. You, 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 you're not. Mm-hmm. It's let's do this together. Becky. Seriously, what you just said might be one of the most important things that people should take away, that I feel like I want to take away, What's is that? is it isn't wrong and right. It isn't mm-hmm. bad and good. It isn't you versus me. We are on the same team. In a marriage, you are on the same team. Mm-hmm. You are in this together. There's no gold star at the end of the day for nope. whoever was right more. No, that is correct. And so I love that reminder that validating what they're awesome about, and just, just to piggyback on what you were saying... You will always find what you're looking for. Totally. And it is the narrative that you have in your head about your spouse that will mm-hmm. change your marriage and change your life. You can search for and find very easily all the faults in your spouse. Mm-hmm. No question. Somebody could And act. they can do the same thing about you, by That's the way. It. So when you're doing it to them, they can just as easily because let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I know it's shocking, but we're not perfect. You have faults. I mean, I know it's hard. <laughs> Taylor probably has to search really hard, but well, the thing is, is we all have faults and we all have great things. And so those positive attributes in our spouse, we should be proactively looking for them, acknowledging yeah. them, talking about them, thinking about them. We, we build that narrative in our own minds and the mm-hmm. way that we choose to see our spouse can change our lives, not just our marriage. For sure. Um, I wanted to mention that I have a, a brother-in-law who actually is a legit, I'm saying the word, too legit to quit, <laughs> marriage and family therapist. He actually Ooh. teaches marriage and family at university. Like he's legit. He knows his stuff. So He I, has I, the piece of paper on the wall. Oh, he kind of does. I wish I had that piece of paper. No, I actually don't. I like what I'm doing. I don't doing. think we can put that in show notes because <laughs> someone will impersonate him. Yeah, let's not do that. But um, there were actually two books that he recommended, and I'm not even going to pull any principles from these books because I haven't read them. Do you know what, though? The but I'm going to recommend them. We'll say the one. Okay. And then because we actually use that book as a reference for our first for Marriage 101. Oh, you referred to it. Yes. We, <sighs> the study that he did oh, is linked in. That's why it sounds familiar. It's so No, but the whole book is, is so, so good. good. Okay. Yes. These are two books that I have not yet read, which really shockingly. I've read one of them. Okay. Which you're two steps ahead of me, girl, because you know that I studied family science and at one, one point in school, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a marriage therapist mm-hmm. for one second. You're my marriage therapist sometimes. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> 
Taylor is, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. He's so good. <laughs> okay, here are the two books that my brother-in-law recommends and that Becky's read one of. Okay, both of them are authored by John Gottman, and we are going to link to both of these in the show notes. One mm-hmm. is called Fighting for Your Marriage. The other is called Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And without having read them, I am telling you that if a guy who legitimately does this for a living and is so flipping good at it, these are the two books that he is recommending that you read if you are married. I would say John Gottman is the Daddy Mac. Like he knows what's up. That's awesome. And so which book did you read? Which one? I read The Fighting for Your Marriage. Awesome. We should all be fighting for our marriage. We are in a battle all the time, not with each other. That, and I haven't read the book. I'm not speaking from anything that I've read from that, but I feel that way in mm-hmm. my marriage and in my family is that we are on the same team. Yep. We are fighting the battles every day against all the outside pressures of the world and things that happen. We're on the same team. You have to fight. If you get complacent, if you get too relaxed, if you say to yourself, you know what? It's good. It's all good. I'm not saying don't recognize how blessed you are. Please, for the love, do that. Mm-hmm. But the second you say, thank goodness that this isn't our problem. Thank yeah. goodness that our marriage is awesome and we're going to forever be happy. Yeah. Well, then you have stopped making efforts. Right. That's what happens when you stop making efforts. Yeah. Womp womp. Okay. Your flower Let's move into actual tangible tips for making dating a priority. Because marriage, right, huge topic. But we're speaking specifically about marriage. We touched on this earlier. We want you to have, we want all of us to be having a heart to heart with our spouse about the importance of dating each other if that isn't something that is already established. Or even if it is something that's already established, having that talk continually about, hey, where do you think we're doing with dating? Are you mm-hmm. like, do you have any ideas? Or and, I like that. And you can't be upset when they don't you're like something. The woman bringing it up. Oh, totally. Because for a lot of guys, this is not super intuitive. For a lot of guys, it is. My point is, is that be open to the conversation and being the one that like drives it. Yeah. And along lines of that, you want to remember that if you keep his perspective in mind and remember love language, mm-hmm. like we, if you haven't read that book, the five love languages, I don't have the author off the top of my head, but we'll link to that as well. Um, like I read that book at the very beginning of our marriage and yeah. I still reference it. I think a lot of people do reference love languages because- it's a very real thing. And if you yeah. understand your own love languages, how you give love, how you receive love, mm-hmm. and if you understand the love languages of your spouse and your children and all and your friends, for that matter, people mm-hmm. that you work with, yeah. it changes the way that you view each other's efforts to express love mm-hmm. and receive love. It's just awesome. Make sure you check it out. My point with all of that is that dating is not about you. Dating is about the two of you together. So Go into your spouse's shoes and think about what they would want to do. And again, going back to the like nagging thing, don't nag. If you associate nagging with dating, I think the dating is going to like go downhill real quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not going to work. If it becomes another to-do, then it's that's right defeating the purpose. Exactly. So keep it fun. Otherwise, that negative association is always going to be there, and neither one of you will be motivated, not just the spouse, but you. You're just going to lose your motivation and your drive to try again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And taking turns planning you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think that that's really pretty cool. David and I in our dating, because we're really established with, with, the, with the routine, we don't do that. But I want to bring it up because I think it's important for those who are like getting started in it or wanting to revive yes. it. But for us, it's like t- 
dude, we don't care where we're going. We're just going and we'll figure it That's out when we get in the we car. That's how we are now too. We started yeah. out with like, oh, you plan and we plan. And then now I'm going to be honest. A lot of our date nights are very ordinary. They're not mm-hmm. grandiose. It's like same. we have to go to Costco and then we have to sometimes we'll go to a movie. And that's what we like to do. And it's very non-pressure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like this huge romantic experience. The point is to get out there and have fun and communicate. And break out of your routine. Mm -hmm. Get out of the house. You can do some dates at home, of course. But like if you have kids, Mm -hmm. then you've got to break away from the place where you are rearing and raising your children all the time because you've got to change the scenery in order to go, oh, hi. Oh, hi. It's good to see you again. (laughs) Oh, there you are. There you are. Where have you been? Let's be spouses again, right? I think a lot of times Taylor... Um, we totally do date nights at our home quite a bit, actually, because mm-hmm. um, right now we're just very busy and we're not home a lot. And so we'll lock the door to our bedroom and order takeout and Netflix and do that. And we love it. Like so It's fun. some of our favorites. But our kids are really good about knowing like they're yep. older and mm-hmm. it's totally date night. So I love off. that. And I think that brings up a good point that date night also doesn't have to cost money. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, if you're ordering the pizza. But the point is, is it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to go out and do the food and the entertainment and everything like that. Um, another thing that David and I love do, love doing, and honestly, this has been a pattern that we established from the very, very, very beginning of our marriage. And that is that every date isn't about just us and friends are part of our dating life. Totally. I know that sounds counterintuitive. And let me clarify, mm-hmm. just the two of us being together on date night. That is so important. Yep. But man, once in a while, if not half the time, mm-hmm. we love to go out with friends. We've gone out, obviously, with mm-hmm. you and Taylor. We have several couples that we love going out with. Yeah. And we have a friend, you and I have a common friend, Kim, who was saying, you know what would be really effective and what has been really awesome for us is when the women, you know, sometimes we have a, a little bit more, we're a little bit more mindful in the planning of family activities in general. Yep. But if the women coordinate and plan a group date, something that's just so fun and, and different than just dinner and a movie or whatever, and it's planned and you make it happen. And then you as a couple, you can't back out of that. Mm-hmm. You're committed. Other couples are planning on you. Yep. I think group dating is so much fun or just going out with other friends as well. And it's actually a really good tactic to use if you're in a sticky spot in your marriage, which mm-hmm. let's be honest, marriage is marriage. We've gone through several sticky patches. Sure. Sometimes for us, when we go out on those group dates, even if we're kind of annoyed with each other and like going because we're just like making yes. it a party to go. Yes. It kind of like busts you out of that because your friends can bring out like the the you, the fun you. Oh my gosh. I love and you so much right now like, saying this. Oh my gosh. I do like you. I do like you. <laughs> I have never thought about the way you just articulated it, but that's exactly what happens. If we know we're going out with friends, even if we're in a mood or we're just off a little Mm -hmm. bit, you're exactly right. It totally happens. And I never identified it as that, but like, of course you're going to be like, you're with other people. You're being Mm -hmm. social. You're not being fake. You're being social. And so being social with other people that you guys adore and make sure you're going out with couples that you both like. I mean, please, 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 please. Oh yeah. Don't Don't drag your spouse into another friendship that they have no interest in, you know, right. anyway, um, we've been really lucky around here, haven't we? Not um, for real. But, but that is totally something that can break you out of that funk. And, and it's not just for show. I think that's your point, right? Is, yeah. is you are like, by the end of that date, you are you. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you just came alive and now you two can finish off the evening however you'd like <laughs> without the friends. We have some suggestions. No, I'm just kidding. 
We won't go there, but... Okay, before we move on to actually a few suggestions that we do want to share, someone else shared with me something that I never did, but man, girls, listen up. This is to the girls. This is brilliant. Schedule a regular babysitter. This seems so straightforward, but hear me out on this one. Mm -hmm. Because this came from my sister-in-law who was like, this was something that absolutely, they were going through a time where her husband had the craziest kind of life situation with service combined with work combined. They knew that if they didn't prioritize date night, that it was going to go down months and months. Right. And that, and marriage is important to them, obviously. And so dating was important to them. Well, what she did is she scheduled a regular babysitter, which meant that now she avoided the hassle altogether of scrambling. I'm not sure that you or I have ever scrambled to find a babysitter at the last minute. Never. Oh, you guys. No, I, I seriously tell you had like, <laughs> I think I've had like several panic attacks attributed to this very right. thing. That's the Can thing. I give That's... you a little babysitting tip? Because the yes. day, first of all, let me just say that if you are in the phase where your oldest cannot babysit yet, mm-hmm. hold on, you sweet, sweet girl, because <laughs> the day that your oldest can babysit, your life will change forever. Yes. Forever. Forever. And it was, I wept happy tears. The second thing I want to say is it is so hard to find babysitters that really still want to do it because mm-hmm. kids are so busy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a golden little nugget tip. So my oldest is a boy and he's of babysitting age. We had so many boy babysitters because boys don't get asked to babysit. It's so true. And if, especially if they're like the oldest in their family, like Weston really wants to babysit. Those boys are like the hidden gems because nobody else thinks to ask them. That's a good point. We had a lot of boy babysitters. That's and our kids loved them. Great. And That's a good Sometimes boys tip. play more. Like they would play Nerf guns and... This is... Well, yeah. This is true. Not so good at cleaning. But I... Nerf gun wars... <laughs> it's all about priorities. That's right. Oh, no. True. Okay. Well, then I'm going to finish that tip that's related to babysitting because I, I want this to hit home for somebody who's like, wait, hold on. Finish. Tell me more. And mm-hmm. I will. You schedule that regular babysitter, which means you avoid the hassle, right, of scrambling to find that sitter at the last minute. And what this does is that it prevents things from getting in the way because you are committed to each other, to the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. But you are also committed to the babysitter. He or she is counting on you. You can't right. pull out. You have them booked every week or every other week or whatever mm-hmm. that like scheduled regular thing is. Right. You are committed. That for her was a total game changer. And because of that choice that yeah. she made, the wife in the marriage, you know, because she that was you just go, kind girl. of their role. Um, she had they had a lot of success with dating through this insanely crazy time in their life. Isn't that awesome? That is a really good. And idea. then just one more thing that I wanted to share about making it a priority is share this priority with your kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about it. Let them see how important this is to you guys. Not just because it's nice that they're on board and they're supportive of you guys leaving and then know where you're going. But hello, we talk about mm-hmm. this a lot. You are modeling for them. You are yep. modeling the most important relationship. And if you're doing that, then they are going to have more likely successful marriages themselves. Totally. True or false? Uh, absolutely correct. I mean, it's not a sure thing. Don't. I'm not naive. I'm no, just but saying, you're giving like, them the tools for the best absolutely. chance of success. And we've had kids over the years that have been giving pushback, especially our girls. Our boys are like, sweet, you're leaving for the night? Hallelujah. They, mm-hmm. they love just being independent. Our girls, though, I remember several times where they've been like, well, we just... And it's so hard to leave when your kids are upset. And we have sat it them is. down several times and said... Daddy and I go on dates so that we can be the best parents. We love each other and we want to stay in love. 
so that we don't ever have to deal with having to make hard choice for our family. We invest in our marriage for you guys. And we have sat down and said it that clear to them. Drop the mic. This is how we make sure that our marriage stays strong Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then if they're still crying, we still leave and yeah, you still leave and they are fine. fine. Exactly. Oh my gosh. There's, that's a whole conversation really that could be had. Um, I think that talking to your kids is important and it can, it, it absolutely helps the entire family dynamic as well. Yep. Now there is one more thing that I think is worth sharing and that is just different date ideas. But here's what I did. I asked on social media and got a ton of ideas, but Becky and I have this special goal of keeping this episode shorter than average Mm -hmm. to see how you like it. Yep. (laughs) And we, we don't, we're not apologetic about the length of our episodes. What? Did you just just reading ahead? Okay. Someone's giving a date idea that I'm having a little jealousy in my heart. Okay. So that's what we'll do is we're skimming this long list in front of us. You and I both will point out a few things um, that we want to share, but really what we want you guys to do is when you go to the show notes, which is always on the blog at beckyhiggins.com, um, this is a long list and it is from a community of, I mean, we're all just trying, right? We're all doing our best, but man, we all walk different paths and we all have different lifestyles. And that is why this list is so awesome because the things that people do, David and I wouldn't touch because we're just not that interesting. Yeah, <laughs> We're not that creative. We're not that fascinating, but man, these ideas totally inspire me. And I'm not saying we're going to quit doing dinner and movie because we love our thoughtless, let's just go out and de-brain. All right. So what stands out to you, Becky, from this list? Well, I mean, Jennifer says we go to Disneyland, which... Different Jennifer. I'm going to go ahead and assume she lives in Southern California. Otherwise, you might be the most committed daters I've ever... (laughs) I will say, though, Taylor and I have gone to Disneyland without kids. I know. Just once. You know who's really good about doing that? Hmm. Carrie Holt and her husband, oh, Steve. Yes, they do. They, Steve books her a trip mm-hmm. every December. It's mm-hmm. so cute. It's super cool. Um, we've got Stacy who says that they've got season tickets to the Phoenix Symphony. They both love music, so that makes so much sense for them. Um, Molly says that they like going to museums and hiking. We've got Sally who loves, they love going to Friday Night Disco. And... Um, and Katie says, lately, we have loved going to our local improv show. I Again, not wanting to read the whole list, but the point here is, like, think, refer to the list on the in the show notes just to get inspired and get your wheel spinning. But really, this is about you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. You guys have that conversation. Becky, what you said earlier, what we were t- both touching on earlier is compromise, counsel together, and just be like, what sounds fun to you? And this is what sounds fun to me. And some of those things will be in common and some of them will not be. And that is okay. Yeah. And you don't have to do those things, but you could also just be open-minded to... Give it a try. Yeah. I've, I've gone and done so many things that I thought, I really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And they've been so much fun. Totally. We're in a season of more relaxed dating. And so mm-hmm. we do like a activity, activity, mm-hmm. maybe once a month, once every other month. It's like a big like escape room or something fun like that. But generally, Taylor and I recently, because we have been so busy and not at home, we're doing like, let's just go to the movies. You just want to go to the movies? Yes. Or just very relaxed. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's kind of our dating style right now. That's what ser- is serving us the I best love that. right now. Now, if you do keep things simple, like we like to do a lot of times, I do want to touch on conversation starters as an idea. And I'm not saying you need to buy a box of cards that has the written, typed out conversation starters, although that is also fun. That really could be a lot of fun. But I heard about something years ago, and it was and it's called 
Um, this is probably not the real name, but it's called withholds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Very intriguing because you hear that word and you're like, what are we withholding? It doesn't sound very date nighty. <laughs> it sounds like quite the opposite. Right? Hear me out on this because as, as it was as it was explained, I'm like, ooh, we are totally doing this. And we've only done it a couple of times, but when we have done it, it has – it, it has evolved into some of our most meaningful conversations on date night. Mm-hmm. I don't mean in our entire life. I mean specifically when we're out yeah. and you're sitting across the table from each other over the food. What you do is you take a turn um, and it goes me, him, me, him, me, him. We each It's like three rounds, okay? And the way it starts is I share one thing that I have been withholding, not on purpose, but one thing that oh, is dang. positive. Just okay. hear me out. One thing that is positive toward him that I, I've noticed about him, I've admired about him, I thought was really cool, and I just haven't said it because, you know, right. you're just busy in life. So an example would be David and I are on a date and we're doing this activity and I would say, and this could be like real life right now. Yeah. Um, David, when you were going through the mail yesterday, legitimately, this was yesterday, <laughs> when you were going through the mail yesterday and I saw all this stuff spread out on the table, it really truly made me feel so grateful that in our roles, right, because every marriage mm-hmm. has roles, I am so grateful that you have taken over the mail because the mail overwhelms me and I want to light a match to the whole dang pile. Mm-hmm. But you handle it like a boss. And because you do, I don't have to. And I'm so grateful. Oh, that's a good one. Get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. So that's a positive withhold. I withheld it not on purpose, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Then David would say something to me. Again, positive, something he's noticed. Now we go into something that is more constructive. Oh, dang. So I have a really good one also from yesterday. If David and I were on a date right now, I would say, babe, when you were so critical toward me yesterday, it really hurt my feelings, and this is why. And you know what it was about, by the way? Hmm. You will love this so much because it had to do with you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you'll oh, love it. I think no, I we had the photo shoot. Remember? It was a yes. last-minute photo shoot at the house. Yes. Becky and Carrie had this idea. We had a meeting at my house, and they had this idea for a quick little let's take pictures, um, which is totally fine, except that the Higgins are in the middle of a move, and we have a little bit of, like, ghetto situation in parts of our house where we're packing and we've got random things in random places. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're taking pictures in my mm-hmm. kitchen and I'm like, well, what the heck? Like right. I am not ready because I wasn't expecting this and it threw me off. We Becky totally strategically prom- sprung it on her. <laughs> They're so mean. It worked out great. You will totally see how this fits into the withhold conversation. I promise okay. you. Do you remember at the last minute when we were doing the photo shoot, I had to unplug stuff off the. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Well, I unplugged a fridge. I unplugged a little refrigerator. Oh, no. Yes, I totally did because it was ghetto cords all over yeah. the kitchen counter in the background of this picture. Pictures turned out fabulous. Oh, I thought I put no. everything back together. I completely forgot to plug back in that little fridge. Oh, no. So last night, David opens the fridge to grab his favorite beverage, his <gasps> Diet Mountain Dew. That's his beverage of choice oh. in case anybody wants to send us 24 packs. He would love you forever. But anyway, he pulls out his drink that is no longer cold. He's like, what the... What the heck? Like who? And I bet he had been focusing on that cold. Oh, he was so excited about it. Looking forward to empathetic toward that moment, right? Like I knew. But as soon as he said that, because he was he was looking to blame someone straight away, just because he was, you know, we were ready for dinner and whatever. And and I immediately saved my children, right? Because it (laughs) normally would be like the kids doing something silly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so sorry, that's me. And he was still irritated with me. I'm like, hi, did you remember that I actually just apologized? And I said these words. I said. Could we model for the kids that when someone apologizes that, apologizes that you accept the apology? And he did, oh, and we dang. moved on. And actually, was totally fine. But here's yeah. the point. If David and I were on a date tonight, I would revisit that. Not to, like, you know, right. not stir to, the pot. Not to stir the pot, but to say, 
when you do things like that, I feel underappreciated because I work so hard, just like you do. We both work so hard for our family, for our business, for our da 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 da. So instead of being critical about one thing that was a total mistake that I said sorry for straight away, it was my fault, David. (laughs) It totally was Becky Proudfoot's fault. Anyway, that's me. Um, but that would be my that would be my constructive withhold because we didn't get into that big conversation. Then he shares a constructive withhold. Here's the key: you cannot. No exceptions. You cannot interrupt. When the person is sharing the withhold, they're positive or constructive, mm-hmm. you shut your mouth. Oh, that would be really hard. It would be, but that's the rule. It's a good exercise in listening. That's it. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. That is the whole point. So this is a little bit of a lengthy tangent, but the point is, is that when you go, if you want to keep your date nights casual, or if you want to stay in bed before you turn on Netflix... Or maybe after, whatever. But at some point, mm-hmm. the actual true, real connection can happen when you remember how to talk. Right. And you don't talk about errands and you don't talk about kids, but you talk about you. Mm-hmm. You talk about your interactions. You talk about your expressions yeah. of love and how you're loving and giving and receiving ways. And you have these real conversations. Anyway, try that. Try, try the it. withholds. We're going to try double the withholds. dog dare you and to I'm not also, interrupt. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I'm going to try real hard. And also know, too, when it's a time when you just need to have fun. And exactly. They're both equally important. Yes, yes, and yes. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I emphatically oh, agree fine. with you. Yeah. Truly, I'm, I like seriously, like in the depths yeah. of my soul, I agree with that. That sometimes, and for me and David, it's most of the time, we don't want to talk about anything heavy. We don't want to talk about anything serious. We yeah. want to just go flipping it out, have a good time, like yeah. just go have fun. Dinner, movie, friends, no friends, whatever. Like yeah. go on a hike, like just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was too many words, wasn't it? No, it was just I'm, great. I'm just excited to Are agree you with you. Are you feeling pumped up? Are you I feeling am. pumped up and have some great ideas for I date totally night? Am. I hope that this episode has been able to help you to figure out some ways that you can connect with your spouse. Totally. In fun ways, in communicatory. Is that a word? I probably just made it up. Uh, yeah. In better you communication sure <laughs> ways. But either either way, any of the ways, we hope that you just make some effort today to strengthen this strengthen that most important relationship. Absolutely. And just in case you or your spouse ever want psychological backup research, uh, there that brother-in-law I mentioned, mm-hmm. I just want to recommend one more thing that we will also link in the show notes. And it is an article in the New York Times called Reinventing Date Night for Long Married Couples. Read Ooh, it. We are not it. going any further because we are sticking to our goal. We and feel- I really want to go read that article. So... <laughs> So we're just going to go like get offline here and just go read. But you guys, we love talking about this because this stuff matters. It's important. And we are here championing your marriage. We want to encourage you to champion the marriages of those that you care about as well. Mm -hmm. Your most important focus should be on your own. But truly, like if you have a girlfriend who is just bickering about her husband, maybe stop her and just Mm -hmm. say, I know it's hard. But let's talk about the things that you love about him. Let's cheer each other on. Let's build up our marriages and our families. Let's focus on what's most important. And and one more little note. Yeah. Date in. Date night in. Date night in. Thank oh, you. I love, love, hey, love this company. So we actually have tried a couple of their kits, and they are fun. So mm-hmm. we want to thank them again for sponsoring this episode. They are an example of brands, companies, individuals out there who are 
focusing on helping marriages to thrive mm-hmm. by doing fun dates. So no matter what your dates look like, just date, guys. That's kind of the message here. Yeah. Date your spouse. Get out there and do it. For do Pete's it. Sake. For sure. We sure love you, and we will be with you next week. All right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hit me baby one more time. We good? You back up just a little bit. Hit me baby one more time. Why is that the lyric of your choice? I don't know. You know why this marriage... Crap. (laughs) You know why I like to be married? The tax benefits. I'm just kidding. (laughs)